Hello and welcome to the Hope and Coffee podcast, episode 3 of season 6, with me, Rob Lindell. And today we are going to start by looking at Matthew chapter 4, verses 5 to 7. Then the devil took Jesus to Jerusalem, the holy city, to set him on the highest point of the temple, and said to him, If you are really God's son, throw yourself down, for the scripture says, God will give orders to his angels about you. They will hold you up with their hands, so that not even your feet will be hurt on the stones. Jesus answered, But the scripture also says, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. The Imitation Game is a movie starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Alan Turing, a cryptanalyst who proposed the question, can machines think, who went on to lead the team responsible for breaking the code of the German World War II Enigma machine. It's an amazing movie and an amazing story based on the 1983 biography, Alan Turing, The Enigma by Andrew Hodges. Now in the movie, we discover all is not as it appears. Now I don't want to give you spoilers. In fact, I recommend you watch the movie if you haven't seen it already. Although I would question where have you been because it's been out for a while. What I will say is that like today's episode of Hope and Coffee, it is full of mystery and half-truths. Because today I want to look at the enemy and his tactics. The important thing I'm looking at is in Matthew's Gospel. Now here we join Jesus having just spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. And I deliberately started at verse 5 for a reason. For it is in verse 5 we find the devil using one of his sneakiest tricks. The devil takes scripture out of context to try to trick Jesus. He misquotes scripture. Yet Jesus is wise to this, and he responds with scripture himself. The devil quotes Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12, whilst Jesus quotes Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 16. On anyone but Jesus, this is a very clever tactic. But before we go further, let's pause for a moment and let's look together at Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 4. Then the Spirit led Jesus to the desert to be tempted by the devil. After spending 40 days and nights without food, Jesus was hungry. Then the devil came to him and said, If you are really God's son, order these stones to turn into bread. But Jesus answered, The scripture says, Human beings cannot live on bread alone, but need every word that God speaks. So, as we return to the start of the story here, we find Jesus being challenged by the devil. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Now we all know Jesus was fully man and fully God, therefore he could have. But the point to remember here is that the devil is playing on weakness through truth. Yes, Jesus was hungry, therefore he would want to eat. But Jesus responds with scripture, again from Deuteronomy, this time from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, which states a man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. You see, the thing we sometimes forget is that the devil is not afraid to play dirty. If we look at the fall 
we see this again. In Genesis 3, verses 1 to 5, it describes the conversation between the serpent and Eve regarding eating the fruit of the trees. And when told by Eve about the command not to eat from the tree at the centre of the garden, the serpent responds, You will not certainly die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now the point again is that this is a half-truth, an imitation of the truth. When God said to Adam and Eve that they would die if they ate from the tree, he was talking a spiritual death. Yet the serpent plays it as an actual physical death. There's no denying Satan is sneaky. So let's pause again to look at scripture and let's look together at 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 13 and 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 13 and 14 as taken from the NLT translation. These people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I am not surprised, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. In his letter to the church in Corinth, Paul warns of false apostles, saying that even Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. And no wonder, let's not forget that Satan is a fallen angel. He knows God, he's experienced heaven, he has the knowledge of the angels. So is it any wonder he can easily deceive us, especially if we are not prepared and equipped properly to deal with his tricks? If we look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9 from the NIV translation, it says this, The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders, that serve the lie. Again, Satan can deceive with what seems to be the truth. In fact, it's fair to say that Satan is distinctly underhanded and clever. It actually puts me in mind of the murderers in a show that I really like to watch called Death in Paradise. Now, it's a detective show set in the Caribbean on the small island of St. Marie which apart from its alarming death rate, pits the detective inspector against the killer who has a seemingly cast iron alibi in nearly every episode. Yet in the end, the DI figures it out. And it's usually a simple case of misdirection that is sold with a half-truth. Salt put on candles to extend their lives as a crime scene, therefore making the time of death seem a different time than it actually was. A sauna used to keep the body warm before then being moved to make it seem like they died later. A block of ice used to rest lights on next to a swimming pool so they would fall in the pool at a later time. But the point is the killer cleverly sets things so that they look innocent when in fact they are guilty. Yet what appears to be true is only half true. Anyway, let's turn to scripture again 
And let's look at John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. So Jesus said to those who believed in him, If you are obeying my teaching, you are really my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I love these verses. And the truth will set you free. Or in the case of the killers in Death in Paradise, the truth will convict you. You see, as in Death in Paradise, where the murderer tries to sell the lie with a half-truth, so Satan sells half-truths. Jesus himself tells us a few more verses into chapter 8. In verse 44, Satan hates the truth because there is no truth in him. He is the father of lies. Which is why the truth will always set us free if we look for it. For the sad truth is that Satan can only sell the lie through the half-truth if we buy into it. Much like the murderers in Death in Paradise, who would only get away with it if the police believe the half-truths they are sold. However, it is always the small details that help solve the murders. A cork used to stop the lock engaging, a beetle that doesn't live on the island that was in the ice. Which is why we should remember that Satan is underhanded and why we should be prepared. Because when we swing back to the start, how Satan misquotes scripture, Jesus knew it was out of context and used scripture to answer and to resist. Which is why we need to know our scripture better because Satan isn't above using scripture against us as misdirection. What masquerades as truth is in fact a lie. And much like the explanations in Death in Paradise, it's that simple. If a small detail doesn't add up, question it and seek God. For God will always work in truth that doesn't harm us. Let us pray. Father God, I just want to thank you that the truth will set us free. And Lord, I just want to ask for myself and for my brothers and sisters in Christ that we would always remember, always remember, never forget that the devil, our enemy, the devil, your enemy, the devil, is underhanded. He's not afraid to stoop low. He's not afraid to get down and dirty. He's not afraid to sell half-truths. He's not afraid to take your word and use it against us to try and sell the lie. And Lord, I pray that we would always, constantly, be on guard against this. I pray, not just for my brothers and sisters in Christ, but for myself too, that we would be prepared. I'm not saying I'm any more prepared than anyone who listens to these podcasts. So Lord, I'm praying now, I'm asking now, help us to be more prepared. Help us to know your word better. Help us to take your word into our heart, to know scripture, to be able to resist Satan when he tries to sell that half-truth, when he uses scripture like he did against Jesus after his 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, when he misquotes scripture, saying scripture clearly states that God will not let 
you stub your toe on a rock. Therefore, he will save you if you jump off this high place. It is a lie. It is out of context. It is meant to throw us. But unlike Jesus, we are not prepared. Because Jesus was fully God and fully man. He knew the scripture. And we need to know it better. So Lord, I just pray, help us to continue to grow to know you. To know you through your word. To take your word and really take it into every fibre of our being. To remember it hold it in our hearts to be able to go to Satan. No, no, you cannot beat us with half-truths. Because scripture clearly states this. You are selling us half-truths. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be vigilant in the coming days and weeks and years. Continue to be with us by our sides and going before us, protecting us and guiding us on our journey with you. In Jesus' name, Amen.